You are listening to episode 8 of the Henshin Dad podcast, and in this episode, I talk about that brand new video game that everyone's talking about, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Hello and welcome to the 8th episode of the Henshin Dad podcast. I am Wes the Henshin Dad, and today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the newest Power Ranger game, which is Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Now, this game was first announced back in January of 2019, so only about three months ago, and it had a pretty, like, quick turnaround for, like, the release date and such, so clearly they've been working on this for a little while. But it's a fighting game that's available right now for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and the PC, and it just was released this last week and well at least for the switch and everything on march 26 and i believe for the xbox as well but i cannot properly remember the developer is enway and the publisher is also enway and it's through you know hasbro and all that and this is a unity game i guess so that's all like the big important technical details that you need to know but anyway what do i think of this well i bought it initially i know there was a lot of bit of a a lot of a bit of a yeah that doesn't make sense i know there was a bit of a kerfuffle with the uh, pre-ordering and getting the codes to work and I know they've been working on that right now and I really don't fault them at this point because they probably didn't think it would be a super super popular game but you know Power Ranger fans are absolutely insane half the time so you know not not that's not a you know bad thing necessarily it's pretty good sometimes to be insane but in some ways it it's a little bit uh it's a little bit overwhelming I'm guessing for them so I do not fault them for not being necessarily prepared nor do I fault them for the kind of stripped down nature of the entire game uh as if you did not know the game only has like nine playable characters right now that would be like the original red ranger original green ranger both from mighty morphin you have the megaforce super megaforce sorry there is a bit of a difference there's a super megaforce yellow ranger the ranger slayer who has like a mighty morphin pink ranger skin if you have the collector's edition there's the cat spd cat ranger and the magna defender there's also some villains like lord dracon the mastodon sentry and goldar and then you have these mega assists with like three or two of the uh, megazords the original dino megazord and the dragonzord plus a Mega Goldar, man, I am just not really good at pronouncing anything today. Mega Goldar is there as well, and that's kind of interesting. And I, you know, it is a bit stripped down, yeah. But let's think of it this way: the game re- released, the standard version, I should say, released for nineteen ninety nine, and you could get the digital collector's edition for thirty nine ninety nine, which included, you know, the season one pass, which lets you get three characters in the future, as well as some skins and whatnot. And it had, yeah, it had some. Uh, extra DLC skins and such that you could get for, I believe, the Green Ranger and Dracon, if you did that. And you also get the Pink Ranger as well. So, you know, you get some skins for that, which is fine if that's your thing. But, I mean, honestly, for $19.99, this is a pretty decent fighting game. You know, I've played through the arcade mode and did a couple matches and whatnot, and I'm finding it to be enjoyable. Now, I'm not really a fighting game connoisseur. I really enjoy fighting games, but I'm not, like, technical in any way. But that's kind of just my fault, honestly when I'm approaching the game, but I I really enjoy this game for what it is. The backgrounds and stages and such that you get are pretty bland. I'm not going to lie there. And honestly, like I am thoroughly convinced. I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but I am thoroughly convinced that a lot of these assets were taken directly from the, uh, what is that? Power Rangers, the mobile game, uh, Legacy Wars. I think it's called Legacy Wars. I cannot remember at this time, but I believe it's called Legacy Wars. And it looks like exactly the same in terms of like all of the character models and such. I could be wrong. I probably am wrong. 
but it looks very similar. And I thought, well, you know, if they're bringing over those same assets, and I don't have a problem with reusing assets, especially if they're like there and just available for use, that we'll probably end up getting a pretty robust character roster. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But for $19.99, I feel like this is a fairly okay game. This is just my initial thoughts, so obviously I'm a bit scattered. And I think that it will eventually live up to the promise of being a pretty decent Power Rangers game. I mean, you know, we don't have very many decent Power Ranger games, you know, out in the world right now. So let's uh, keep that in mind as well. And there is also that promise that it looks like Kyle Higgins. No, not Kyle Higgins. Not necessarily. Okay, so that's some misinformation going around. It, at least on this Power Rangers fandom wiki, it said that there's going to be a story mode campaign. Now, it's not here yet, but there is going to be one, apparently. And he said that they'll be written by some of the same people behind the Power Rangers event Shattered Grid by Boom Studios, which is cool but it doesn't say exactly who. So it could be Kyle Higgins, it could be Ryan Parrott, it could be somebody else involved, I don't know. But I think that's pretty exciting. And honestly, I feel like people are getting their expectations a little bit too high, honestly. That's just my thoughts. I, I know that some people kind of got shafted with the pre-order codes and everything, and I feel totally bad for them. And I know some people like really wanted this to be like the best fighting game ever, but it's it's not. This is a budget title. I rolled the credits and that credit list is like super tiny. And the fact that they were able to get this game out like after release three months after it, I think that's pretty, you know, that's pretty commendable. And while, you know, I'm not a great fighting game person, I feel like this game isn't too technical. Uh, it seemed pretty easy to understand a lot of the combos and whatnot. I'm just having a difficult time comparing it to another fighting game because I'm just not really as well versed in fighting games as I would prefer. Now, I mean, I played Street Fighter and it's got some elements of that, I suppose. It's got some Tekken elements. I feel like it's a little bit slower than I would prefer. I really like more fast-paced fighting games, even though I'm like, again, super terrible at it, but I, I still prefer the fast-pacedness of the games. And I don't know, there's just not anything necessarily exactly like it. I... You know, I've been playing Smash Brothers for the last couple months, so I've been having a real hard time adjusting to those controls because of that. And I keep trying to do moves that aren't there, so it's not like I can make a fair comparison right now based on the fact that I'm just really, really bad at adjusting to new controls. But I think it plays fine. Uh, but you can definitely see that for the nine characters they have right now, the arcade mode was not particularly enjoyable in the sense that there's really very little variety. You pick three characters, and you can fight as three characters, and... That's fun. I, I, I like that idea. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Marvel vs. Capcom in that regard. And only that regard, don't worry, I'm not comparing it to Marvel vs. Capcom necessarily. But, oh boy, I'm just really scattered with this. But I, I think it's fun. You pick your three characters and you have to beat all three of the characters, which does tend to take a little bit long. And when you get up to the higher levels with some of the boss characters, they have like two life bars. Thankfully, it's only usually like two versus your three, so that helps a little bit. But both characters with both light with like two life bars that's kind of that takes a little bit of time and the final boss obviously i'm not going to say who the final boss is, is especially with the root, roots that i've taken but it, it's it's satisfying i should say but again this is just a budget game really i mean this is about as like an indie type game as you could possibly get in terms of just the features and everything and i believe that features are coming and i believe that new story modes and campaigns and such are coming but I would say, at least for my initial thoughts, like this is kind of a game that you probably want to wait on until you see all those extra characters and stages and see what you like. I think the variety is fine. I don't think that they really need to make a huge push for a huge ton of characters. I think that, I mean, you got 
Mighty Morphin Red and Green, and then you have, you know, the Ranger Slayer, who's a pink ranger, functionally, and you can get that new skin. But then you have, like, the Mastodon Sentry. I feel like that's different enough from, like, the Black Ranger. You have Goldar, you have Lord Draken, which are, you know, not necessarily just Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but they're their own things, necessarily. I mean, Goldar is, but you get what I mean. But they also have the Super Mega Force Yellow Ranger and the Cat Ranger and Magno Defender right now, and I think those are pretty good representations from other series, especially some, well, two decent series and one not so decent, but... I guess, you know, the Super Mega Force Yellow Ranger is pretty popular in the fandom right now, so that's okay. And I, I just, I don't know, I'll, I'd like to see more characters, but I, I don't feel like we're just specifically, like, MMPR-centric that a lot of people were worried about. I think they're trying to go out of their way to get enough of variety. So I'm not really sure what else to say. It's, it's an okay game. I'm playing on the Switch, and it runs just fine. I haven't seen any, like, big problems or technical glitches. I know some other people might have run into some, but... For me, I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. And I think they have a, like, a good variety of those banners that you can get. Since the Switch doesn't really have achievements or trophies or anything, the banners are a nice touch in order to you know, help you feel like you're really achieving something. Or if you want to 100% something, you can click all the banners. And I think that's a good idea. And while it's not trophies, and I am a big, big trophy hunter when I, on my PSN stuff, it, it's, it satisfies that itch, I guess. But anyway, uh, I can't really say a whole lot else, honestly. These are just my initial thoughts after playing it for a good bit the other day. I'm sorry that I'm really scattered, but I just tried to go into this without any, like, notes written down so I wasn't slavishly, like, dependent on a script. But, of course, obviously my problem is that I'm not going on script or, you know, staying on script right now. So, But anyway, thank you for listening to this episode. Please let me know what your thoughts are on this game. And, yeah, I guess my thoughts are just about as scattered as other people's opinions are right now. But I think it's I think it's okay, and I would if somebody really wants to play it right now, I would just buy the 1999 edition, not the digital collector's edition, until you see who those characters are and everything that's included with that. Uh, my only real uh, gripe, or well, not really a gripe, but fear for this game is that the digital collector's version had what's called the season one pass, which is a little bit nerve wracking to me because I'm just like, oh boy. Am I going to have to pay for, like, Season 2, Season 3, Season 4, Season 5? Is this going to be, like, a continual thing that you have to pay for to get these new characters? Which would just be kind of eh to me. And I don't know if I'd necessarily continue with that after a certain amount of time. Maybe after a few seasons, the first three or so. If anything continues on that and you have to spend, like, 10 to $20 every single season that they're doing, I'm not sure I would prefer that. I think if they were going to do that, they should have just made it a free-to-play game. But I digress. That's just my one fear for the future for this game. And I think that will definitely limit some of the people's ability to play. But anyway, yeah, let me know your thoughts, and I would be interested in hearing from you. And again, sorry that it's a bit scattered. I mentioned that like 10 times, but I just thought this is how I should do it. Anyway, thank you for listening. And yeah, I don't have a sign-off yet, so just uh, catch my other episodes. Complete. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Henshin Dad Podcast. If you have any questions or comments for me, please feel free to reach out to me. I am at Henshin Dad on Twitter. That is H-E-N-S-H-I-N-D-A-D. Or you can reach me by email at henshindad at gmail.com. And until next time, cast off.